0: And welcome back to On the Board Sports, episode 10 again. Yes, sir. Ed Easton, thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. You know, awesome with a capital A, great interview, Sean. Yes, and, you know, talked about basketball, got basketball, and went a little bit of hockey out of the way. Right. So we're going to go on the baseball now. And yes, sir. And, Sean, I know there's a lot of Yankee Red Sox talk going on, but let's focus in on the Mets for a second here because right. we, th- we all thought that they were going to – make a couple of moves going into the uh, trading deadline, them giving up, trying to move pieces like Zach Wheeler, obviously the aforementioned names of Noah Syndergaard and Jacob deGrom. That didn't happen. But a guy like Eshua uh, Cabrera am well, up going with a division rival in Philadelphia. Never thought I'd see a deal That's go through with rival. the Phillies and the Mets, especially with the rivalry that they had maybe 10 years ago or whatever growing up. For myself, seeing that was like, wow, a he- real head-scratcher. Right. You know? But, uh, Sean, I know you had a couple of things on the Mets to talk about. So Well,
1: on the Cabrera trade, um, it's one of those things where you know, we speak about, you know, when a team... When other teams know that you need... Well, not that you need, that you're trying to get rid of a guy. They also know that, you know, they're not going to give you a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. So, I think this was... The Mets may be striking out with trying to trade them to other teams, and they're like, All right, the reliever from Phillies farm system—that's the best player that we could get, so that's what we're going to do. So they traded them there, and you know, well, we do need arms. Our pen stinks, you know. Um, you know, the strong suit of our team in the past two or three years has been, you know, the starting role, station. So you know, but we'll the. The me wanted to get into the the Mets is because we kind of went off about them the past like past couple of shows about you know mad right. they are and the will and this and the third and will right and you know <laughs> I realized you know I had to change art that I'm I don't I'm not as mad as I was the past couple of shows on the Mets because well for this simple fact if you take the two or three best players off any team in any sport you're not going to do well mm-hmm. and the past two seasons that's what's happened to us well you can make a case Syndergaard DeGrom Cespedes are the three best players on on the team not you know that not them one two three but however way you want to you know what I'm saying do it right the past two seasons were our three four of our best players have been hurt for an extended period of time
0: mm-hmm. you
1: brought in guys via free agency they've been hurt you're not gonna do well. I don't care who these guys are. I don't care what team it is. Well, if you take Judge Gardner Hicks, if they're all hurt, the Yankees aren't gonna do, 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 do well. Mm-hmm. If you take Betts, Bradley Jr. and Sale from say you know, right. from Boston, well they're they're going to lose some games. Mm-hmm. So you know just from that standpoint, you know now yes the Mets do get. Their players know they do get hurt a lot, which is the unfortunate thing and the bad-look thing in this whole thing. Well, But, you know, I'm not mad. Mm -hmm. I understand. And, you know, I'm glad that they held on to the guys because, well, I guarantee you, if Bruce, Frazier, Cespedes, Sindergaard, if we would have had them for most of the year, we wouldn't have continued on that 12-2 and pace. Nobody does. But you look at the NL East... Aside from the Marlins and the Mets, it's wide open. The Nationals could win it. Right. The Braves could win it. Mm-hmm. The Phillies—they're in first place. Right. So it—it—it—it it, it, it just makes you wonder if we had our healthy guys, what we could have been. But so it wasn't necessarily a Mets rant. It was almost more like a epiphany that I had. And you know, obviously, you know, this season it is what it is. You know, just you no know, waiting for it to end. But you know. Do some moves have to be made, Will? Yes. Does some front office guys have to be moved? Yes. Does Mickey Cataway have to go? I don't think so, but if he I is— I don't think so either. But if he is, I know if they bring in a new front office guy, right? and he wants his own guy, I'll understand it from that point of view. Right. But, but, you know, but the bashing I've done with them the past— you know, a couple shows. I'm gonna back away from that, and I and I I I, I now have a more understanding of what's you're,
0: going. You're on. You're being realistic, and that's that's right. to- and That's what every fan should be like. Whenever something bad goes like that, especially like a like a younger fan or a fan that's like just a casual watcher right. of the game, especially with the Mets or with any bad team for for example, all oh, this team stinks. Every team's got to go through a rough patch no matter what. Right. So there's a lot of things that ultimately need to happen there when it comes to w- winning and even losing games. you got to understand that these guys are players and these guys are human, too, and they all have emotion and everything like that. Right. You know, there's a lot of things that ultimately come come into play. Right. Uh, like you said, Philadelphia's only up a half game on on the Atlanta Braves. I mean, like I said, who would have thought at the beginning of the year that both Philadelphia and Atlanta would be neck and neck with the uh, – People thought it would be the Nationals. Right, and that's and, it.
1: And so of the Mets.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's crazy right there. And especially, too, like they were – the Nationals wound up this week alone. They wound up playing the Mets, and they scored 25 runs, 25-4. Hey, sorry to dude, pour was, salt into no, the no, wound.
1: No, dude, I was – well. I was watching that game. And I saw them score the first one. Right. And I was watching, I think I was watching a Dateline special on like the ID channel, something. Right. And I flipped to see if it was back on. Mm -hmm. And it was back on. So I watched that for like, you know, the, you know, five, seven minute, five, seven minute segment. Well, when that went on commercial, I flipped back to the Mets game Mm -hmm. and I saw it was seven zip. In seven minutes, I went from one zip to seven zip. I said, Holy smokes. And so I'm like, All right, well, the game's done. Like, I'm, like, I'm not even um, watching this. And then I turned to, I think it was ESPN. And I saw on the bottom, you know, well, the bottom line, I showed you, you know, the stats and right. scores of games. And then I saw 16 zip. I said, What? I turned. And then, well, when I turned, Rendon hit the three one shot, it was 19 zip. Like, when I turned to the game, the ball was in the air heading out the stadium. I said, is it really 19 zip?" and then to lose 25-4? I mean, you know, the worst loss in franchise history, the National Slash in Expo's biggest win in franchise history. If, Well, I have no words. One more
0: point to go on to the Mets. Jose Reyes pitched that game for a little bit, about like an inning or two. He wound up having a point. Uh, Not point A 54 ERA Crazy But here's a stat That you might like Okay Jose Reyes Is the first baseball player Ever To give up Two home runs In a game Right Pitching Mm -hmm. And then he comes out The following day And he hits two home runs One from each side Of the plate Right Dude That right there alone I mean You can't predict baseball You can't predict Anything like that alone That's absolutely Unbelievable
1: but will what did I say a few shows back? Stats like this would only happen to, to the Mets. Mets. It will, of course, a Met will make blunderous history, right? Like this, like I mean, it, it just but hey, you know, look, like I said, from a realistic standpoint, if you take will if you take Aaron Rodgers, Devontae, yeah. and Adams off of the Packers, as we saw, the Packers are not going to win. Mm-hmm. So you know, listen, you know, Mets fans. The best guys are hurt. You know, we're just treading water until the season ends. We look. We have to look forward to 2019. We see what we do. But let's not bash and be, you know, and be as hard on the team as we've been the, the whole year.
0: Moving on now from the team in Queens, the team up in the Bronx that plays in a big, beautiful palace known as Yankee Stadium. Billion dollar palace. It's not big, but it is big. Listen, I was at Wrigley Field last Thursday. Wrigley Field is sort of small, friendly confines, if you will. Right. Compare that to Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium is huge compared to Wrigley Field. But But you get what I'm saying. Yes. (laughs) Okay. But anyway, the Yankees go into Fenway Park this weekend after what we talked about, Sean, for the past couple episodes. Going up against teams that have been absolutely brutal. Teams like the Baltimore Orioles, you should have sweeped them. They didn't. Lose. Now I get now I get that I now I get that Aaron Judge is out. I understand that. But Proving you shouldn't but you shouldn't lose. You shouldn't lose to a triple A team at this point. And now with Chris Sale on the D L for the Red Sox, I mean, this is a huge series for the Yankees to capitalize on. I mean, think about this. Who they have going up against the Red Sox from the Yankees' perspective. You have CeCe Sabathia pitching tonight. You have Luis Severino, who has been... uh, Yeah, but he's... But uh, the break, right? right. He hasn't been good, Mm -hmm. but he's still the Yankees' ace. Mm -hmm. J.A. Happ was supposed to start, but instead Luis Sessa is supposed to start on Saturday after what happened.
1: Happ got sick. Yeah,
0: Happ got sick. Almost kind of like a Noah uh, (laughs) Synegar-like... Sickness light right there, and then you have Tanaka time, Masahiro Tanaka going on Sunday. But think about this for a second here, right? You have, for the Red Sox, Brian Johnson. You have Rick Porcello, Nathan Ivaldi, recently acquired Nathan Ivaldi, and you have David Price, the the million-dollar man right there, right? Although they all make millions of dollars. He's the big free agent signing from a couple years ago. I'll be over at Family Park on Saturday. I'll be going with my pops. It's going to be an awesome time. No, I'm not going to be wearing any Yankee garb at all or anything like that. So I'm going to be smart about it. Just wear a white T-shirt and khakis and that's it, you know. But, uh, you know, this is a big series, Sean, for them to to go up and play.
1: Well, you know, before I touch on that series, no. we spoke about, you know, them not, the Yankees not taking advantage of, you know, what they should do. And like you said, you cannot lose to the Baltimore yeah, you cannot lose to d- 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 the R3. If you win to the R3, that's what fine. you're supposed to do. Right. Sweep, you're supposed to, you know what I'm saying, like, do that as well. Right. But, you know, now Kansas City, they did um, sweep them, correct? Three out of four. Three out of four. Oh, I right, good. Yeah. So they took care of the business there. In terms of, you know, Baltimore, well, it's, it's like we said, teams match up against them, you know, some way, somehow, whether they stink or whether they're good. So you know that was a good Boston did kind of Boston didn't win every game in that stretch as I'm you know, saying well so you know that's what kept the distance from getting bigger than I'm saying um, uh, um what it was however well the four game set as you said it's a big big four game set to me the Yankees are going to win Sunday night why they always beat Price the, always and plus they have Masahiro going on the mound I think they win that. I think they win tonight. Brian who? who?
0: Exactly my point.
1: Right. So CC has to come out and have a and turn back the clock and pitch a very good game. I think the Yankees are going to give him enough runs, and I think the Yankees win tonight. Will the swing game has to be f- tomorrow or Saturday? Now, I think the swing game has to be tomorrow because you have the ace. I know Porcello is going uh, is, is is you know going to be the uh, opposing guy there, but to me, like you said, Will, nothing is guaranteed in baseball. You cannot predict the sport, right? But if I'm the New York Yankees, world, I feel confident tonight. I feel confident Sunday night. I feel confident tomorrow. I have Severino on my team. It's Saturday. A uh, Vody in his first start with um, uh Boston. Look, right. really, really good. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you avoid Sale. No, Sale, no. Unfortunately, he got hurt. But, you know, you avoid him. And so, Will, they have to. Well, they a sweep would be nice. They a have sweep to, would be nice. They also. have to
0: capitalize on not seeing Chris Sale. They have to.
1: They have to. And, again, knowing that they beat up on price, well, I'm giving them that win. Like, that's in the back. But, well, like we said, Judge is hurt. Sanchez is hurt. That's two big bats gone right right there. So you're going to need, you know, obviously Stanton has to step up. Aaron Hicks of the world has had a great uh, season so far. He has to step up. Glaber came back and had those two uh, home mm-hmm. runs um, yesterday. yesterday. So having him back now, that's good. And Duhars of the world, they have to step up. Greg Bird, they have to step up.
0: So it's going to be very interesting to see. The unsung heroes weekend. have to step up for this Yankees team, without a doubt. But, Will,
1: um, um, before you uh, make your point, one thing we forget, Will, remember the World Cup we were talking about France and their oldest player being 28 years old and all that stuff? Right. I think we forget how young the Yankees are. Right. The Yankees are even Stanton's like 20. So true. So true. Judge is a a baby. Torres is a baby. And Duar is a baby. Hicks is like 27 or 28. Bird is a kid. Right. So I think... I think that goes to the trouble that they have against teams that they should be too is that they're young, they're still kids, yeah, they're still kids. So you know, but listen, and well, you're going to see this when a young team has tremendous expectations, like the Yankees do. They're going to not take for granted the younger teams, but you're going to see. Well, there's a reason why Boston beats uh, Baltimore and the Yankees don't. Boston. They don't have much youth. Betts is young and Bogarts is young, but when I say youth, youth in terms of games played and playing in their big games. And last year was the first post season for almost the whole Yankees team, not named, you know, CeCe and, you know, um, 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 Gardner, right. um, so on D- and so D-D. forth. DD, right. So Boston's been there, uh, done that well, but getting back to the point, this is a big, big
0: series. Oh, it is, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. And you talk about the the youth with the Red sox they have got here's the difference between the Yankees and the Red Sox. The Red Sox outfield hits the contact. The Yankees have all this power now, what happens when you miss the ball with the big whips? You strike out, you don't get on base. What do the Red Sox do? They know how to get on base, and when they do that they they score runs and they just know how to play the game, right? You know that's one of the reasons why. When I, when I, whenever I look at a guy like uh, Andrew Benintendi, right, or Rafael Devers, mm-hmm. those guys are Yankee killers. Every time they go up against the Yankees, Benintendi, absolute especially. Yankee killers, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. JD Martinez has been coming in; he's had a great year. They just acquired a veteran in Ian Kinsler at second base from Anaheim. You know, uh, you know, Mitch Moreland is another guy that played with Texas. An all-star, right? An all-star. Great, a great, not great, but a good first baseman. You know, Xander Bogarts is another guy. Blake Schweihart, Brock Holt, another all-star from 2015. So there's a lot of key pieces right there with the Red Sox. But the one thing that this team has got to do, the Yankees, just go out there and play. Forget expectations. Forget the one-game playoff.
1: Well, it's hard.
0: It, it's very hard. You're right. It's hard. But you can't. You you can only control things that are literally within your grasp. You can't worry about the score of what what Boston's doing with them. That's them. If you're the Yankees, you gotta just keep on winning games, and you gotta do whatever it is that you gotta do to win.
1: Can't focus on Boston. Well, you know, um, the trading deadline happened. You know, between you no know, last show and uh, and and you know, the show that we're doing now, and what did you think of the two moves that they made, getting Lance Lynn and Mister Hap to you no? Know, well, I thought they were going to go out and grab a bat. You said no, and you were right. But they, you know, but they got you know, in essence, they got three arms: Britain, Hap, and Lynn. The Britain movie already spoke. In terms of Lance Lynn
0: and Hab, what are your thoughts? I like the Lance Lynn deal because, number one, his postseason experience is absolutely phenomenal. He's come out of the bullpen. He's pitched in big games before, obviously with the 2011-2013 St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals, right? Okay. He's also been part of that 2015 team that lost to the Cubs, but still, though, he knows how to play in big-game situations. So that's number one. Number two, the Yankees needed a guy like J.A. Hab, lefty can go out there and pitch you six innings. You know, obviously the Sonny Gray debacle, he just got moved to the bullpen today. Good job. You know, before the game up in Boston. So, Aaron Boone, kudos to you for actually sticking to your guns and, you know, giving Sonny Gray chance after chance after chance. But, you know, you got to have the, the the leash pulled back a little bit on, on Sonny Gray. And the one thing that everybody talks about with Sonny Gray, he smiled after he got taken out of the game uh, yesterday. Now, listen, it's New York. Everybody's going to take, all oh, a picture's worth a thousand words. That's what the New York media is all about, you know? Me personally, look, he's been having rough starts all year. He needs to find his way a little bit. Now, has he been atrocious? Yeah, okay. He's gone up against good te- some good teams, but he hasn't really done done that much, you know, when it comes to pitching good, just... Just they they needed a guy like a Lance Lynn, and you needed a guy like a J.A. Happ, and uh, you know they wound up trading away chasing Shreve and and a uh, and Adam Warren, mm-hmm. guys that were reliable. But I think that they were they were on the outskirts because they needed some new some new blood. Once Britain
1: there. came on, you kind of know that Shreve was out, right? I mean, I mean Shreve even said said of that you know. He kind of knew he would have to, you
0: know, and he was crying. He was he was really emotional too after he got traded, you know. So you kind of feel another guy that's young too, you know. You you kind of feel for him in a sense, right? You know, so. But I really do like what the Yankees did, and like like what I said before last week, they they didn't need another bat. because when Judge comes back in three weeks or in two weeks, excuse me, and then when you have Gary Sanchez coming back. Where are you gonna put some of these guys? Because you can only fit nine players out there on that lineup. Well, my answer to that is you could have got a bat put him at
1: third base. And Dora doesn't have to play every day. That's and that's only happened because Drury got her. Drury, he's who's not even on the team now. Right. I'm <laughs> saying so you could have put him there. You've had you you kind of had a moving door at first base, mm-hmm. even though it seems like they're going to just let you know Greg Greg Bird just figure it out and hope that you know that things go well. Hell, up there, even so. Tyler Austin got traded. Tyler Austin got traded, right? So, you know, so so you know, not not to go in and get a big name third baseman, on a big name first a baseman, but those were if I thought they were going to get a bat and put them and you know what I'm saying and have that bat sometimes
0: come in. though. You need to have. You can't go all. And this is why me and my friends, we always get into nice heat, little heated debates. Oh, go after the All Star, go after this guy, go after that guy. Sometimes the best thing to do is to make moves in house. Right. You know, so when you do that, I think you're golden. Instead of having to go out there pressing the panic button and having to go out and get some big name free, big time free agent contract that might be coming off the books at the end of the year. And then you know now you're playing the you know the craps game and seeing okay well is he going to come back is he not going to come back so there's a lot of things that ultimately need to happen for that to happen but you know like I said with the trades I like them you know they're they're low they're low risk moves you know because those teams that won those championships in the in the late '90s Sean and even the the 9 team was just a super stack team right. with free agent power. Right. Okay. But those teams that won were just quality role players. Tino Martinez was – he had his 40 home runs, but when he came from Seattle, nobody thought of him as, you know, this first baseman that had crazy pop. You know, Scott Brocious was another guy. You know, came in good good third baseman, right? You know, wound up becoming one of the Yankees – uh Yankee heroes mm-hmm. during the postseason run runs that they had throughout the years and and the the little guys too. The guys that were built in superstars, Jeter, uh uh Williams, Bernie Williams, Andy Pettit. You don't obviously Mo. Mariano Rivera too forgot him. You know, Jorge Posada. So that's that's the way how winning teams work. You know, you can't be going after all you build your all stars through the farm system and then you get your, your role players to mesh through. But, you know, there's a lot of things. Sean, I know we we talked about the Mets before. Who's the biggest winner of the trading deadline?
1: I would have to say the Dodgers. To get Machado was one thing. I like the Brian uh, uh, the Doja move. Um, he played his first game last night. Mm-hmm. Went, um, went uh, the 3 for 4 They came back and won. So um, I like those two moves mainly because you don't want all the pressure on Cody, uh, Bellinger and Puig and Grandall. You kind of want, you know, to, for lack of a better term, to take some of that pressure off. And so I think those are two moves there. Machado is as expensive a three-four month, a, a three-four month rental, a rental that you're gonna have. They gave up their top up on um, the prospect for him. so um but I would say them maybe because I don't think the Dodgers expected the NOS to be you know well this tight right like I don't think it's good I just think it's tight right <laughs> like I, I mean like I don't think any of these four teams are really good I just think that you know all four of those teams just happen to you know not have separated themselves from the other three. Right. So I would have to say them. The loser, I don't know if you were going to ask me that well, but the loser, I would say Baltimore. Now, I know Baltimore, they traded Britain and they traded much, um, Machado. Machado.
0: And they traded Jonathan Scope. Jonathan Scope.
1: But Adam Jones stood down on that team. Can't tell me that, you know, you couldn't have anything. Got something for him. Chris Davis, he stood on that team. I know he has an Albatross of a deal. I understand that. But to me, you could have ate some of that to so just get what you can for him. Right. Just get what you can um, right. for them. And in none of, and in, I think in only the, I think it was the scope deal did mm-hmm. they get back um, um um any arms that are projected to come up to the major leagues anytime soon. Right. Well, when the Orioles were really good, even then they didn't have arms. They had a young Adam Jones, a Machado, a Davis that was young. Um, they had um, a Pedro Alv- Alv- Alvarez. Right. So, you know, so, yes, they traded three of, you know, their better players as well. But even, you know, Fox Sports, ESPN, even, the, even they said that they did not get back the whole of prospects that they should have gotten trading those three guys. Right. And when you do that, you kind deserve to take it
0: out. I think the biggest winners of the trading deadline are probably the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're riding Central. high on a lot of on a lot of uh things right now. Playing great, Clint Hurdle's doing a really fabulous job, and they wound up getting an ace in Chris Harcher. Guy's got filthy stuff. He's moving into an NL Central now in an NL style of ball 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 play where it fits the pitcher. Very well. So that's first and foremost there. And another winner, I'll give you the Milwaukee Brewers.
1: Oh, big time.
0: Big time. Getting the Mike Moustakis and Jonathan Scope to add to fill in that lineup with Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Kane and Ryan Braun. They're only one game back of the Chicago I feel they Cubs. needed an arm,
1: though. I feel they needed an arm. You saw the Cubs get Hamels, and Hamels... Last night was filthy, that right. was like two thousand ten, yeah uh, Hamel's uh, last night uh, last night, but yeah, well, they were up there um and up there too, they did really, really well,
0: yeah, and losers, you know, we talked about the Red Sox before, but my goodness man you, you don't add another bullpen guy, I mean, other than Craig Kimbrell, I know we praised him la- too right we know we pu- we praised that bullpen last week with Craig Kimbrell, but you know. The Nationals could have traded away Kelvin Kelvin Herrera, you know. Uh Joe Kelly, he's outside of what happened with him and Tyler Austin, just MIA at this point, you know, right? And you get Nathan Navaldi, he could be a a good arm too in the in the to have in the bullpen for a long long relief. But, you know, I know the Yankees made a move to go out there and, and get their guys, but my goodness, you know, try and this is why when a guy like Chris Sale goes on the DL, you got to have some depth. And clearly, the Red Sox, I, I think, they they're trying to rely on their on their bats a little too much. Yeah, you know, sometimes you kind of have a, uh, or sometimes you turn a uh,
1: blind eye to certain things that that you shouldn't. wear well when you're when When you're doing well and you're playing well, so you know mm-hmm. an, another arm would have been well, well you know, obviously well, they believe that you know, kinda like you said that you know the Yankees didn't need to go in and get a bat, well, you know the Red Sox probably believe hey, you know we don't need to go out and get an arm. we 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 believe in the you know the arms that we have here, and we're going to you know just go through it like that, Obviously, they felt that they needed another starting arm, so. Right. Evaldi with Porcello and Sale and Price and whether it's uh, Pomeranz or Eduardo Rod. Um, Rodriguez. Had, right. So, you know, who whoever's going to take that um, fifth spot. So, you know, we have to see. But, you know, um, it, it 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 wasn't the deadline that we expected. I think we expected some more bigger names or some, like, blockbuster three-team deals. Right. You know, so we didn't get that. Um, Bryce Harper was on... The
0: Rio for like I, you know I can't believe that I can't, like be- I can't <laughs> believe that they would actually do that. I mean they're only five and a half out of that division. I know anything's possible, and you know with the way how the nationals played so far this year it's been it's been crazy to say the very least. I know we talked about it earlier on in the show, but for Mike Rizzo to do that and or, or whatever the rumor was, like why would you even think about moving Bryce Harper?
1: they probably believe will that Harper isn't coming back. And I think, well, Harper is going to start contract talks at 285, which is what Stan got, correct? Something oh, like that. Or was it three and change? Three and change. That's where Harper's going to start. Start.
0: That it's, it's I don't think a...
1: Washington wants to pay him that because it's going to be – Cause to pay someone three close to four hundred million dollars, you're gonna have to spread that out over the course of eight, nine, ten years. That's what. And do you really want to pay someone that's, that what that the Mar-
0: that's what I'm sorry. That's what the Marlins did with Giancarlo. You know, right. they gave him that massive extension, but yet he could opt out of, after his third year or fourth year into that deal. And the thing is,
1: the Marlins didn't trade Stanton because he was doing bad. The guy led the National League in home runs last uh, year, right? Derek Jeter just took over and felt like you know, the payroll we have does not support having a guy making three hundred plus a million, and we have to you know start from scratch and build it up, and stuff like that. So, but he was to me he was earning that deal like oh, he was playing really really well. Aside from the one year that he got um hit, um um hit, um, hit, um, hit, um hit, was it the face or was he it got it, um, hit in the face? the face. So aside from that you know year, well, you no know, he was playing really really well. So. But, you know, um, well, and I have a feeling sometimes, well, the best moves are the moves, that's, are the moves that you don't, don't make. make. right? And I think, well, I think the Nationals are going find to a, find a way. They play the Reds for four mm-hmm. the coming up. So I think they're going to find a way, well, October. I think they're going to find a way because the Braves are starting to come back. The Braves, they haven't been playing well. I think the youth, well, yeah, remember I kept on saying I felt the youth would – Get to France, and it never did. I'm saying it now. I feel the youth is heading to the Braves. I feel that those guys. I don't think they're wearing down. I just think that you know when you're in a uh, race, right, and you're playing against team that's also in the race. Well, I think it's almost like what you said. You kind of get caught up looking at the scoreboard and reading like news clips and reading um. You uh, lose focus. You lose focus in on the
0: actual. And you lose focus on the journey. You know, everybody's focusing like I said before with the Red Sox. I'm going to sound like Phil Jackson right now talking about this. <laughs> but uh no, you know, you can't focus in on the destination. You always gotta focus in on the journey. So right. you know, it's it's just something that the uh that the Braves and the even the Phillies have to focus in on. You know, they right. gotta focus in on taking care of what they gotta take care of. So
1: Right. I also, um to finish up on the baseball so like we said the yankees have they're on the road for the red sox for four will will be at the game uh saturday so we'll um definitely have fun there oh yeah enjoy the game oh you i can't and wait your pop yeah. your dad so hope you guys uh enjoy the game the mets uh the braves are in town for four so we shall see what happens there will but it's kind of like we said if the mets somehow sweep or take three out of four this is kind of the braves coming back to the pack. And it's almost like the Phillies and the Nationals are, like, fans of the Mets now.
0: Hell, the Mets the Mets have nothing to prove at this point. So they're going to go out swinging and, you know, throwing 100
1: to, miles power every
0: and nothing. If you hit it, great. If you, if you don't, great. You know what I'm saying? so. Nothing to prove all the game. Right. So speaking of uh, nothing to prove in all the game, Notorious Pink, you know, again, every week I mention this and... Probably till the end of time. <laughs> Where are you, Notorious Pink? Please, I, th- we need a rapper named Notorious Pink. We do. But anyway, uh, La Vie and en Rose enjoy the good life with Notorious Pink. A rosé made from the finest 100% Grenache from the south of France, with an aromatic nose and taste that is simply delicious. Go and find some Notorious Pink at your nearest wine distributor or liquor distributor. Now, On The Board Sports, we will be right back. On The Board Sports is back. Part 3, Episode 10. Sean, it's a great show so far. Yep. Awesome with a capital A. Yep. Going to talk about NFL in a little bit, but uh, just want to get into these new Laker uniforms. For a split second here. I love the fact That they're going back Classic going showtime. Going to showtime style Jerseys Obviously Magic Johnson Probably a huge Piece yeah, definitely. Of definitely Getting those jerseys Back in But That purple jersey Or how Whatever they call it Icon Association The stupid The stupid Ways of Naming a jersey It's either Homeway or alternate That's it <laughs> You know the, per- the, the golds are obviously the home. The white is the Chick-Kern alternate that they introduced on Christmas Day in 2002. But those purple uniforms, dude, my goodness, are those ugly? <laughs> those are probably the ugliest uniforms <laughs> I've ever seen. Where does the Laker uniform have black? Please explain to me where it has black. Throughout the years, I get the, the Hollywood Knights-themed jersey right. that they tried running. But on the side, please please do not wear those maybe once or twice to see how it looks i'm sure they probably look great on the players but my goodness that is not eye catching at all when you think of purple and gold basketball within the los angeles lakers history you do not think of black you do not no they, they, i mean i i know they have a black jersey which they have but to
1: have black on the purple that is kind of on you know, the side, side bro
0: on the side that doesn't yeah. make any sense yeah, yeah
1: like they should have like if you're going to go black on one jersey go black on either go black on all or black on none but right. to have it on the purple one you know it it's it kind of odd that's but that's ugly i'm going to buy me a original you know home one cuz that gold one is very nice. It is very, it is. Very, very nice. E- even, even I'm just debating should about the LeBron one, the bald one, Kuzma one, but maybe not Ball, but <laughs> 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 but the LeBron one or the Kuzma one, that's very, very nice. But yeah, well, I, I think well, I mean, it's I mean it's okay, but remember well, the NBA also did they, they don't have the home and away, um, that insane rule. Uh, I know, so you could wear any jersey. You kind of want so yeah, maybe get, they I, won't wear the purple one a lot. I, I can get, see them maybe I mean, doing the white
0: and the gold. Listen, I mean, last year they didn't wear the purple at all since Nike took over for the first year. Right. So speaking of another team that got, is about to get New Jersey's, the New York Jets. I saw. And the, the New York Jets at the beginning of next year they'll be unveiling New Jersey. And yeah, I they're going to go to the vintage the Namath. Kelly greens.
1: Right. If they if they even gonna enhance Kelly green that be that would be awesome. Oh, right.
0: that would be great. That would be great. Hopefully they won't go for the mid nineties look. Yeah, that was kinda that be, that's with the blackouts. Yeah. yeah, that's ugly, you know. But the Jets right now, Sean, great segue by the way. Awesome. Going going in from jerseys and Jets and Lakers and everything like that. Uh Sam Darnold wound up signing finally. his deal. Finally. Finally. And he wanted to go out there and play. He says the right things. He's obviously he's a well coordinated person when it comes to uh, saying the right things and doing the right things. Right. But this is this this whole contract was for money and for causes and everything like that. The language, the offset language. Right. Whatever that is. Right. So he's obviously about to make a nice chunk of change off of that. Yeah. But do you see this affecting, you know, the Jets in any way, shape or form? The Contract or the just or in general, just in, waiting out for a couple of days.
1: I mean, you no, know, no, because you know, it, it you know, he missed three days, but you know, when you start to miss weeks, I think that's when it takes it kind of take a toll. And what I think Ty Bowles and crew are smart, I don't think they went too deep into the playbook yet. I think they kind of knew, hey, you know, this is going to get done this day, that day. So, you know, what I've been hearing is Teddy Bridgewood has been blowing people away. At camp, and you know, I kind of want to know where McCagan had a change of heart. To me, you don't bring in Bridge or Bridgewater, who's only twenty five. I, I think we forget how young this guy is. Mm-hmm. You don't bring in a Bridgewater and then draft, trade two second round picks and a of third course. one right next season to trade to you know because what if if Teddy a Bridgewater lights the world on fire, which I'm sure the Jets hope that he does. So they could trade them, but well, what if they're doing well? What if the Jets start off eight and two? Right. What if they start off ten and three? You're not trading Teddy Bridgewater nope. because you want to have Sam Donald start. So I, I kind of, I'm kind of maybe I, I know it's a one year deal, and you're going to bring in a quarterback regardless, but you know. I just kind of want to know where McKenna had the change of heart to give up all those picks to move up. Maybe he knew that the Browns were going to go Baker uh, Mayfield right before anyone else. And he was like, you know what? Let me trade
0: up to make sure I get my guy. So. Two things. Two things when it comes to this. Okay. Actually, three. Number one, the Jets needed a quarterback no matter what. Correct. every Every draft so far since, what, 2008, maybe 2007 has been. Defense on the first in the first round And it's It spoke for a while it's, because It worked that, out minus, You know right two picks Right because the jet defense Has been good Somewhat to right. a degree yeah. you know obviously They have made it to the postseason since 2010 But the history does speak For itself right now The other thing is their second Round draft pick Sean we mentioned this before They just don't Necessarily they didn't It didn't add up, you know. Last year it did,
1: but the years, you'll be right, correct.
0: You know, they just didn't work out. You know, Devin Smith, Torn ACL, Christian Hackenberg, you know, guys like that, they just didn't pan out. Now, you're setting your team back a while because of these draft picks not going through. So, in essence, McKagan's like, okay, we need a quarterback for the future. We have a guy that's a win now guy in Terry Bridgewater. Why not? You know, maybe Terry Bridgewater will come over here and say, hey, you know what? He'll light the world on fire for a year for one year, and then he'll probably get his money. We have we have our own guy that's going to be right? here. It makes total sense. Right. It makes absolutely 100% sense right. in my mind. So that's why the Jets did what they did there. What does this leave account? Because he was brought back. He's in. Ryan Fitzpatrick 2.0. point oh. He is. He is. He is.
1: I think the Jets would prefer to not start him uh week one and I'm and you know, obviously you have to play games first and see what happens, but if Teddy Bridgewater is taking the week one snap, I think that's what the Jets would like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have him take week one. If he does good but they're they're not doing if he puts up numbers but the record wise they're not doing well, you trade him, you get whatever draft right. pick or player from whatever Donald starts the rest of the year. Right. It will him, uh, works out. But I think the Jets would like if Josh McCown doesn't play this year. Because I think that means that the, that the season is going the way they want it to go. Unless, well, he comes out in preseason and he lights the world on fire, then you kind of got to go with
0: him. with Darnold?
1: No, no, no. McCown. Um, no, you go with Terry Bridgewater. You know what I'm saying, if McCown comes out in the preseason and he plays extremely well and Bridgewater don't, I think, you know, for – uh. For in the sake of you know just trying to win games and at the beginning of the year you
0: got to go with the hot end. Disagree with that because Ryan Fitzpatrick, dude, back. back I don't think you could. I I see what you're trying to say, well, but
1: I wouldn't compare the two only because you really don't know.
0: You're right, you don't know, right? But but what I'm saying is, when it comes to look, when Geno Smith had his chance in 2015, when he got when he got punched in the jaw. You know Ouch. wound up costing himself basically his NFL career. Okay, by him getting knocked out over six hundred dollars. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Okay. Uh oh, y- you know he had he had it right there in the palm of his hand. Right. He had Brandon Marshall coming in his first year. He had Eric Decker coming coming through, you know, a year prior to that, you know. Yeah, Powell and Powell. And Powell and everything going going through. You know, he screwed himself over. And comes Ryan Fitzpatrick. Nobody thought that the Jets would go 10 and 6 with Ryan Fitzpatrick in as their quarterback. Yeah, the receivers were great, but nobody thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to bring them to 10 and 6 and this whole Fitz hoopla would have followed through. And then the year after that, you know, they go up against a tougher schedule, they go up against arguably tougher defenses, and you know, because of that Ryan Fitzpatrick essentially got exposed and he didn't get go in the training camp. Now
1: the Jets this season, the only reason why the Jets schedule looks even a, a, a sense of being hard is because they the AFC East draws the the North. Right. So they play the Packers and the Vikings. The NFC North. Right. So the Packers and the Vikings, mm-hmm. the Bears, and obviously Detroit on Monday night. Um, week one. Week week one, right. Three of those four teams are playoff, you know what I'm saying? Um like when 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 they're going going right. All three of those teams can win
0: the North. so The Bears, Packers, Lions, and who else? Vikings. And Vikings. The
1: Bears aren't probably going to compete for another like year or two. Okay. But when the Lions, Vikings, and Packers are on, those are three very good teams. So you add that to the Patriots twice, the Bills twice, the mm-hmm. Dolphins twice, mm-hmm. then I think they draw the AFC South. Yes, they actually do. So they play the Titans, a playoff team. Jaguars, a playoff team. That's where the schedule looks Texans, right? That's why the schedule looks tough because of the two divisions that they have to play with right. the whole NFL schedule. How even the, the way Colts? Works. Even the Colts too, because luck is back, right? right? So I think, but I mean, I see what you um, are saying, but I think Bowles is going to, you know, see how it goes, uh, preseason, and then they'll make uh, the right choice. But, um. Every, but from what I've heard, your Bridgewater. Bridgewater's been camp. setting the world on fire. And the receiving cores are like really, really good. They're playing prior at number one. It's under it's an underrated wide receiving core. I very Very underrated. They're playing prior number one, a number two. They're playing Robbie in the slot. That's at smart. Six three. That's smart. But he's the fastest guy on the team and you and you, and you need speed 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 like at that slot. So it makes you think that you're, that their best receiver from last year, aside from uh, obviously Robbie, right, Curse, he's number four now. So that's to tell you that the depth that they have that your second receiver from Chad last Hansen. year number four. and Hanson's probably number five,
0: uh, five or six. And he's been setting the world on fire too, and uh, at Jet training camp,
1: right. So it goes to show you that that the depth that they have, like we said on the on the preview show of the camps. Kroll is there, uh, Powell is still there too, um, it's Thomas uh, Rose, he's there as well. So mm-hmm. it's going to be very, very interesting to see next week around this time the Jets play the first um, uh, a preseason game. So we shall see how things look. Obviously, you can't get a good idea from the first preseason game, so more like right. in two or three weeks. But the preseason does well, – Happy football season to you.
0: The, Happy football season to you, too, week one.
1: It does start today. Yes. Hall of Fame game, Ravens at Bears. Um, before we get to the other team in New York, well, I'm very interested in seeing Lamar Jackson, first-round pick from Baltimore, only because a lot, a lot of people think he's not going to be good. They think he's a receiver playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's uh Running back playing a quarterback, and I just say, give the guy a chance.
0: Of course.
1: Give, give the guy a chance. Of course. And you needed a quarterback anyway. Right. Flacco hasn't, you know, put up, you know, the type of season that you wanted to have. They've missed the playoffs the last week or the second to last week, the last two years. Flacco was a big part of that, throwing mm-hmm. picks and fumbling. So, you know, I'm very, I, I know it's only, you know, the first game. Happy that football's back, but I'll be watching to see how Lamar Jackson operates the NFL in offense.
0: What can I say more about, you know, the Chicago Bears? Just want to see what Mitchell Trubisky and Kevin White have to offer. You know, especially Kevin White. A guy that's been hurt recently, was a top ten pick a couple of years ago in the NFL draft and he's supposed to be an explosive receiver. And now he's coming back, he's healthy. You have a great pocket passer in, in Trubisky coming into his own. I just want to see what a guy like Kevin White's going to have to do, and what he's going to have to accomplish in order to keep his job, you know, within within that Bears team because it's his job to lose. Outside of who, who was it, Allen Robinson? Yep. You know, the new signing over there, and having a great running game with Jordan Howard. You, you know, and uh, Tariq Cohen, the shortest guy in the league, not named Dallas Bros. Right. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things going on over there. But Sean, another thing too, Eric Decker goes to the Patriots and Jordan Matthews he got cut by the he New did England not Patriots. get cut he did not they
1: put him on the reserve football list which means that he's still a member so while I read the so then while I read before that he got cut they were going to okay but the injury isn't as bad as they thought it was okay. so they're going to put him on the reserved injury list right it's kind of like a pup list right but it's a shorter one right yeah, pup. You're, I think you're at the first like six or eight weeks Right. or something like that. I think I think, if he's not back, but I think we, I think the beginning of the year, then they cut him or they do what. But they did have um, Ian uh, Rappaport. Right. I saw that on the way here that they did not cut him. He's okay. On the, he's on the reserve list.
0: So we got that all fixed out and main, mained out. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that move, Eric Decker? Go I the love Patriots. it.
1: I, I think – he didn't look good last year because the Titans were not a or were not a, a passing team. Right. You know, they depended on Murray and Henry to, you know you know, exotic smash mouth mm-hmm. as it was called. So, you know, um I think he's t- I think he has something left. And, you know, he's coming into an offense now where where you have um is gonna be out the first of four games. Right. You know, obviously Gronk is always gonna be the number one guy, but now and they traded the Cooks. You're like, damn, well, you know, who's going to be catching the ball? You add Gronk with Hogan. Decker is now there. And then week five, when right. Dederman comes back, the Patriots never needed a number one guy. The Patriots just needed smart guys that were free fleet of foot. Decker is very, very smart. He's not fleet, fleet of foot as he was. But I think they have a plan for him. And I think he's going to do really, really well. I'm not saying he's going to. To catch 80 balls, go for 1,000 yards. Right. But I think it's the right fit because of the type of offense that they run. So, actually, I could.
0: Speaking of one wide receiver to another, Odell Beckham Jr., he shows up to Giants camp and looks like he wants to, him and the Giants, they want to be a match made in heaven for years to come. Sean, what do you see? coming out from, from this with the Giants?
1: They started contract negotiations, finally, I believe it was, on Tuesday. Right. Um, you know, and, um, you know, from what you're hearing, you know, he wants Antonio Brown money, $17 million per year. The thing with Antonio Brown is he hasn't been hurt. Antonio Brown deserves every penny. The guy is on the field uh, every single week. So, you know, um, I think they'll get it done because – Everything they've asked OBJ to do, he's done. Right, Mandatory minicamp, he was there. Mm-hmm. OTAs, he was there. Mm-hmm. Anything giant football related, he was there on time. Right. And you haven't heard a since that whole video of him, you know, with the white powder and, and the girl, you haven't heard a peep about him since. Okay. And I think that's exactly how they want it. He's done his part behavior-wise. Now, he, it's almost like him and his team are telling the Giants, you access to do A, B, and C. Right. Check. We need you to complete and do X, Y, and Z. And they're starting to do it now. I think the deal gets done. I don't think he'll play in the season though. I don't think he's gonna take that chance. I know they. I know they. They want to see him play a game, but I think Beckham's team is smart enough to know. Look, you know what he is. Practice isn't games, but he's making cuts. He's he's diving. He looks like the old him. I think they get it done, and will you add, once he's officially, you know, back on board, Barkley, second overall pick, Shepard, Ingram, a revamped offensive line, you know, things will, things, the Giants offense could score a lot of points.
0: It can, and it has the potential, too, with Evan Ingram, obviously Odell Beckham Jr., Saquon Barkley. Shepard. Yes, Shepard, too, Sterling Shepard. You know, there's a lot of key pieces over there. The thing is, though, can that offensive line hold, hold intact? For Eli Manning, because you need a lot of time back there in that pocket in order for that for Eli to get the ball to his receivers. So. Another reason why I hope this deal gets done, week one, Jaguars at Giants. Oh, yes. it's Jalen
1: Ramsey against OBJ. Holy uh, smokes. That's a marquee matchup right or there. Or if he changed the field, then um, the other corner, the Jaguars have um, Bo- Bouye. So going up against the best cornerback tandem in the league, mm-hmm. they almost had 20 picks, just those two guys. I think I think Ramsey had eight and uh, Boya had six. So. Wow! So fourteen picks between two guys. Yeah, it's really really good. So I hope the deal gets done because I want to see that uh, week or um, week one.
0: That's going to be very very interesting.
1: A lot of smash talking, a lot of you know
0: your mom of this and your father that. You know, <laughs> you know, you speak about football and. All I've been focusing in on is Jets-Lions week one. Obviously, that's how much of a huge Jet fan I am, focusing in on week one, not focusing in on anything else, really. Thank you for reminding me about that mm-hmm. with regards to Giants and Jaguars because that's going to be a very, very interesting matchup. So Thursday night, the opener,
1: Falcons-Philly. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a game, too, because don't forget, the Falcons were on the three-yard line, fourth and goal. Right. And... To me, the worst play call of the season last year was the Falcons play call. Fourth and goal right. at the three with like eight seconds left. You throw you roll out Matt Ryan and you run like uh what's called a fade stop. Right. To Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew that knew the ball was going to Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Disguise it somewhat. You roll Matt that's not his game. Rolling out, throwing the ball to him Philly easily and then Who do you have to change his route? Because the corner kind of knew it was like a fade, like a fade stop. So instead of him coming back to do the stop part of the fade, he just ran the fade. And Matt Ryan threw the ball as if it was a fade stop and it was an easily deflected ball. So, you know, so, you know, Philly, obviously they won the whole thing, but they almost lost. They almost lost, will so. Yeah. That's gonna be very, very uh, interesting. Our uh, week one our matchup. All of this will lead up to in a couple weeks our NFL a preview show where we pick division winners and conference champion and 2 Bowl champion and awards and stuff like that. So, well, I'm just glad that football is here. Uh, colleges are starting to practice too. So, it, it, this is the time. This is the time of year that we, you know, we wanted to come. Baseball is in, you know, the middle of the summer. Yeah. I think. I think uh sunny's gonna be like ninety one degrees. It's gonna be really really hot. So this is we we're waiting for this time of the year and it's here.
0: It is here and it is absolutely beautiful and it's gonna be awesome with the capital I got to get that on T shirt, Sean. I know I said that the second time. We need T shirts, yes, correct. We gotta get T shirts. So Sean, you have any final thoughts?
1: No, um, you know, we'll um this time next week we'll uh we'll we'll we we'll get into uh Giants preseason week one. Uh Jets preseason week one. Um Um and uh, you know, any, you know NBA news uh, Baseball news and you know, we see how The Yankees did On this f- big uh, The four game set Will So you know So we have to see You know um, You know How they do there And um, You know So uh, We shall see A big shout out though Again shout out to Ed Ed For coming in Ed Easton Jr Awesome with a capital A Shout out to Ed For coming in Everybody that's been Following the page Where we've risen And the followers I'm not, I'm not sure If
0: you peeped But we definitely have so that's also also good. Shout-out to the followers. Shout-out to everybody listening out there. You know, always giving out great reviews. Um, Just a quick score update right now with the Yankees and the Red Sox. 4-0 Yankees. Woo! As we said, yeah, you got to take advantage. You got to take advantage of the people not being of there. people
1: not being there. So, like I said, well, well what did I say? Sunday, I, today I feel confident. Sunday I feel confident. Tomorrow, or Saturday. Is the swing
0: uh, swing game Yankees? I, I know it's still a long way to go. Right, I know. for other things, especially it's very good Sat- especially Saturday too. I'm going to Boston, so it's gonna be awesome. Same trip, man. Uh, thank you. Uh, just quick, shout- couple shout outs. Uh, number one, shout out to Gotham Podcast Studios. Yes, Brianna and Matt Peters. You guys are doing awesome shout-out job. Out to Leo, here. the ones and tools. Awesome, awesome Leo with a Capital A, and you know, again, it, it, it's just phenomenal. Chicago, obviously local three. You guys are great. Although you guys didn't bring on the championship <laughs> in the Midwest tournament. Still an awesome, still a great time being there with each and every one of you guys out there. So, you know, Chicago, great town. Really You've been there, I've been there. Oh, thumbs up from me, thumbs up from you. Oh, so. absolutely. And as far as pizza goes, New York style is way better. It is, it is. Absolutely. We we agree on that. New it York is. style pizza is way better. It, so it is it's, better. It's, it's uh, But you know what, though? Ridley Field is is the nicest ballpark I've ever seen. And I've only been to maybe a handful. It's very nice. It's really nice. And I was at that White Sox game. Just I take them the Mets and the White Sox are just right there. So not good.
1: Baltimore is
0: worse Will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very very much. Yes. But thank you for meeting the Yankees. I'm not gonna get you started. Thank you, Will. <sighs> Sean, it's been a pleasure. Episode ten. In the books, baby. Yes. In the books. Can't wait. Can't wait for episode 11 to come out.
1: All right. So everybody listening, again, shout out to Gotham Pocket Studios. Everybody listening, for William Trucci. we'll will see I am Sean
0: Thomas, a.k.a. Sean T. Give our Instagram page follow at On The Board Sports. On The Board Sports is logging out.